welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are diving into chapters 18 through 24 of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I like to call these, well, I've been thinking of them as the disappointment chapters because everyone <laughs> is disappointed by everything in these chapters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everyone's disappointed. Everyone's kind of irritated with each other a little bit depressed <laughs> and acting their worst behavior <laughs> yes this is probably where everyone's kind of worst side comes out except for jane because jane is except for jane but even elizabeth is like yeah yeah chapter 18 i was like why does everyone suck at this chapter <laughs> like, everyone is being like on their worst not even their worst behavior but just like Everyone's being like really bitchy. They're just taking everything the wrong way, you know? Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is just like, they like woke up on the wrong side of the bed and they're like, I'm just going to be in bad mood today. And <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to have an attitude with everyone, no matter who exactly. they are. Exactly. Uh, and <sighs> I, well, and I can't blame them because being around Mr. Collins, I could see could uh, bring that side out of you. Oh my god! Totally the worst. <laughs> the Did worst. that happen in the last set that he proposed? Or yeah, that no, was the, the it was this set. one. The... Oh, was it in this one? Yes, this is the one where he because they start with the ball. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right, and right, then they right, go right. through that, and then yeah, yeah. it's just so quick. Yeah. Like I, in yeah, the adaptations and stuff. You feel like it's such a huge event, but like in the book, it's like we're done with that <laughs> yeah that's not something i'm learning is like oh like we're already at the proposal of mr Collins, <laughs> and i feel like we're already moving on we've got so much left i'm like what else is there <laughs> but there's plenty more <laughs> yeah i'm definitely interested to see when it starts to slow down but i think it's when mm -hmm. you know elizabeth starts to reconsider darcy and when that's i yeah. think when things start to slow down yeah probably when the she... second half <laughs> Yeah, when she starts to look at herself in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm not always right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good... Oh, uh, it's growing a good, up. <laughs> it's a good mindset to have. Yeah, these, these chapters especially are definitely a reminder. Like, these people are all very young. Even, yeah. oh like, the quote-unquote older people, like Charlotte and Darcy, like, they're only in their <laughs> late 20s. Yeah. They're still the young constant people. embarrassment by of other people's behavior is such a young person thing. <laughs> yes. Like the older you get, the more you're like, I don't care. I can't control any of these people outside of myself. Exactly. You can judge them if you want, but that's no reflection on me. <laughs> exactly. Which is, I feel like the mindset of Mr. Bennett, um, considering <laughs> um, <That's true. laughs> how sort of unhinged Mrs. Bennett is in these chapters. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bennett is just like, I'm just here to laugh at everyone the whole time. <laughs> yes. And to give <laughs> some advice to Lizzie every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these oh. people. They crack Well, me up. let's go ahead and start getting into it. Let's do it. feel like i didn't write down as much as i made notes in my book this set of chapters so mm. we'll see how that works <laughs> oh i want to say first um we released the first part today and we got <laughs> a message from pamela oh 
And she was commenting that Ladies Day, she Mm -hmm. she had a theory. Hold on, let me look it up because she probably does. Oh right, ladies. (laughs) It's um, it's some sort of a religious. Uh, I feel like back then it was everything was, unfortunately. Well, uh, yeah, but she thinks it was an Anglican version of the annunciation where the angel mm-hmm. gabriel came to mary to announce that she was chosen to be jesus's mother ah, and i wonder so... did it become easter or was that a whole separate thing just because you said it was like delineating the seasons yeah yeah so i think there were yeah the four of them kind of separate each other into seasons i guess rather than the actual seasons do but it almost sounds like a anglican version of mother's day <laughs> like yeah, let's right. celebrate ladies because they're all gonna be <laughs> the mothers we will celebrate them by telling them that they yeah. are ladies and they will have a day that you're a mother no matter whether you've chosen Want to, be to that. put yourself in a position to be a mother or not <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's so cool though um, that's awesome i love these little yeah. things yeah and she also wants us to keep our eye on the parallels of Bingley and Darcy to Cooper and Albert, which oh. I think we've talked about before because I think she's mentioned it. But <gasps> oh, I love that. I, my dumb little brain didn't even make that connection. I <laughs> love that because it makes sense. It is now. a good one, but I feel like Darcy isn't as purposefully rude as Albert. <laughs> <laughs> No, but to be fair, he Albert... is rude, but not purposefully. <laughs> Albert does live about two hundred years after him, so who knows? Maybe Darcy these days would be just as rude. Maybe, and Cooper is kind of Bingley esque, but he's also got a dark yeah. streak. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Cooper has like a golden retriever quality, much like Bingley does, where he's yeah. just like happy to be along for the ride, and he loves yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to play. <laughs> He's got a little more responsibleness than exactly Bingley, who I was getting annoyed. There's a one part where Elizabeth, I think in the next chapter after Bingley leaves, is getting annoyed mm-hmm. with Bingley. And I'm like, I am feeling the exact same thing. Oh, right yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. These set of chapters, especially when Bingley leaves, were, uh, I felt like the Fire Island movie did a very good job at kind of getting the feelings of it across because like you're very annoyed with the Bingley character in those movies because you're like, Dude, grow a spine. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Uh, exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. You did the um sum up for eighteen, right? Yes. So okay. here it is. It's time for the Netherfield ball. Mr. Collins <laughs> continues his pursuit of Lizzie while Darcy plays his own game with her. Wickham <laughs> is quote unquote shockingly nowhere to be found, much to Lizzie's dismay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was a a long chapter, but it was like a one of those. Um, well, this was one where everyone was in a bad mood, and <laughs> I felt like I just was like, I have to keep reading because everyone is like snapping back at each other, and everyone is like <laughs> being mean, but also trying to be like very artful about it and being like, Well, I'm not gonna be mean directly, but I'm gonna underhandedly be mean to you. Yeah, I could see why in both of the adaptations we've watched, everyone is drunk at this party. <laughs> yes <laughs> because they're all just like blah 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 and they're like their filters are <laughs> removed oh yeah and elizabeth is just so embarrassed by everyone the entire time it's just like yeah i feel bad for her <laughs> yeah well i mean i think it's like this setting is so different than maybe something that they're really used to because it's like a very formal 
the setting, especially with like high society. And I think based on these set of chapters, you can really see that her family is very comfortable in their own sort of rank and with the people around them. And they kind of speak a lot more freely than maybe higher society people are used to. And so she's (laughs) like trying, she's keeping an eye out for Jane, like trying not to alienate the people around Bingley so that they don't pull him away. Cause I mean, she was onto something. But it is telling because, yeah. you know, like, of all the people, Bingley cares the least about any indiscretions. Right. <laughs> right. And it's obvious, even to Elizabeth, that that is the case. But she's still so embarrassed. And it's like, well, w- maybe you should investigate that feeling. Mm-hmm. Why are you so embarrassed? Like, do you care if Caroline is talking bad about you? Do you? Right. But, like, is it Darcy? Could it be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could there be some underlying feelings you're repressing? Because <laughs> exactly. you don't want to confront them? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we do start off with, like, oh, Elizabeth is just so swept off her feet by Wickham, you know, at the mm-hmm. beginning of this chapter. She's like, I never even thought for a second that he wouldn't be there. And she gets herself <laughs> all especially pretty for him. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Are we projecting, though? (laughs) (laughs) You really didn't think that he would have been there? All right. Whatever, girl. Yeah. And she's, like, totally ready to just blame Darcy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He must have not invited him. Single. Like, he must have singled him out and not invited him only because all the other soldiers are here. (laughs) I know. Like, all right. um... You're spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's like, oh, good. An excuse to not be nice to him. Okay. Well, you never need an excuse before. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I feel like all the notes in my book from the people who annotated it were like, Elizabeth is just using all of these claims to bolster her own opinion of Darcy that she's already made up her mind on. <laughs> well, and she she's like, she's in such a bad mood about the whole thing. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't even like Bingley right now because he's just talking nice stuff about Darcy. And she, mm-hmm. she's just like so annoyed by the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was just up a quote. <laughs> no, I, I was too. And I found it and it made me laugh. The scene where they're describing where Lizzie has her first two dances with Mr. Collins. And (laughs) it says, the two first dances, however, brought a return of distress. They were dances of mortification. Mr. Collins, (laughs) awkward and solemn, apologizing instead of attending and often moving wrong without being aware of it, gave her all the shame and misery which a disagreeable partner for a couple of dances can give. The moment of her release from him was ecstasy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to be fair... First, the guy she wants to dance with is not there. Then she has mm-hmm. to dance with Collins for the first two dances. Two dances. And Ugh. then her mortal enemy asks her to dance. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a funny line. Charlotte is like, I dare say you will find him agreeable. And she's like, heaven forbid, that would be the greatest misfortune of all. To find a man <laughs> agreeable whom one is determined to hate. Do not wish me such an evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I was reading the note because they had put like a little note for that line and they were like basically like you know she's saying all this and she's trying to be like ironic and funny but it's poking it's at something truth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, and then they have their dance which i was mm-hmm. just like i just want to write down every line of dialogue log but we all know, know all the dialogue because all the dialogue is in every adaptation <laughs> of course it's such a like 
perfect it's so good, pivotal scene it's so funny it just it cracks mm-hmm. me up I, I, my book also talked about after her two dances with mr collins it says that in two different letters jane austen describes her own efforts to escape from a bad dancing partner and in the second letter she wrote that the man danced too ill to be endured and that she calls her sitting down rather than dancing with him one of her happiest actions of the evening (laughs) it's like she is so like i feel like she is so much like lizzie but she's almost like bitchier in real life about lizzie in the best way possible (laughs) she's just like this is the worst yes The one line I did write down for during their dance was, Very well, that reply will do for present. Perhaps, by and by, I may observe that private balls are much more pleasanter than public ones. But now, we may be silent. (laughs) 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 So funny to me. Yeah, yeah, this chapter especially, everyone was so, like, sarcastic and so pointed with their reads of each other. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there is a good note in here about public balls versus private balls. And basically, public balls were they're open to anyone who paid like a little fee to, I guess, enter almost like a, a cover fee to get into a uh-huh. club. And, but private balls obviously were only open to those invited. And basically, they became more fashionable, obviously, because rich people were like, oh, we cannot hang out with the poor people. Let's just right. <laughs> have our own. And we'll just build ballrooms in our own houses. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was funny that there's like a cover fee to get into a public ball. <laughs> they got to rent the space. Yeah, exactly. Oh, when um, Elizabeth mentions Darcy, it says <laughs> a deeper shade of hauteur overspread his features. <laughs> and I just thought that was a funny word. Hauteur. oh and i was totally wrong because i said that when caroline called her eliza that nobody called her eliza they all called her lizzie but then Mm -hmm. i saw that charlotte called her eliza (laughs) so yes but you know charlotte's her best i was wrong (laughs) i'll admit it (laughs) well i think it it definitely brings up the fact that um what's her uh that it, it feels odd that uh uh caroline says it because we don't hear anybody else say it until these chapters when Charlotte says yeah, that's it. that's true. And it's also like, Caroline, you don't know her like that. You can't just be calling her Eliza. Right. <laughs> you don't even like her. Stop pretending. Exactly. <laughs> it's purposeful that she's calling her Eliza because she's being rude. Okay. And then, <laughs> so then they're doing their dance at the end. Mm-hmm. Darcy, he, he has such a crush on her that he... It's just like he just deflects the blame to Wickham automatically when she's rude to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me. I wrote down the quote. They parted in silence on one on each side, dissatisfied though not to an equal degree. For in Darcy's breast there was a tolerably powerful feeling towards her, which soon procured her pardon and directed all his anger against another. I, was like, <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. I like that the narrator is like trying to like assure us like like yeah don't listen to lizzie like he's got these like interior monologues going on that are very sweet and his his <laughs> actions are obviously good natured he just is not a good people person yeah. <laughs> basically yeah although there's definitely times where i'm like and at the end of this chapter obviously like mm-hmm. what ends up happening after this is like <sighs> You know, you suck. But yeah. also, you're you're great, but you suck. So, I mean, we all do, but... <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, also, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to change the subject a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just be quick. There was, it might come up later in one of the other chapters, but basically my book had this like really cool note where it was like, you know, in all of her stories, Jane Austen really doesn't have a lot of like purely like bad, evil characters. Like she mostly writes about peop- good people who have flaws in their characters like everyone does and how right. they can make bad decisions based on things that they think are going to happen or based on these flaws and how they based overcome Based on their pride them. and prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> or their sense versus sensibility. Or, <laughs> or, or their, their la- perceptions, which I feel like this exactly. could also be called. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I thought that was really cool though because I never thought about it in that way where... She's not really, like, we don't really care about the villains too much. We really care about everyone else, which is 99% of the book. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say another thing that I think I said wrong last week. Or, yeah, I think it was last week. Because I was like, I don't think Bingley knows about Wickham. Mm. But then it kind of seems like he does know about Wickham. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it says that. I didn't write down the quote for this one, but that Darcy has told him mm-hmm. more than once, but he doesn't remember. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I'm like, I feel like maybe he didn't tell him the whole story because I feel like you would remember or something like that. But then he, also being late may just be like kind of a dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think that's because it feels like Caroline knows almost everything that went on because she. Well, she does and she knows that he's bad, but she doesn't yeah. know the specifics. Yeah, and I feel like Binkley definitely knows that Darcy does not like him, but Binkley is also a Jane type where he's like trying to sort of make excuses for people and he's like, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah, I validate my friend's feelings on him, but also like, you know, people just don't get along. And And I think uh, the book kind of definitely makes note a couple of times like, Binkley is a little bit forgetful <laughs> of details, and, <laughs> yeah, which might true. lead him to kind of be the way he is. But yeah. yeah, I think he's supposed to know, but he doesn't remember, which is why he doesn't necessarily refute Lizzie's sort of opinions on Wickham and Darcy together. Right. Right. Let's see what else did I write down? Oh, Elizabeth can't stay mad at everyone when she sees how happy Jane is because mm-hmm. her and Bingley are just literally talking to each other the whole entire night, I think. <laughs> of course. Yeah, they're having the best time. And I mean, this is like this, basically this ball, like in a sense, was set up for them to kind of spend time together. <laughs> yeah, basically. And <laughs> essentially. So that's why he said yes. Exactly. Yeah. And they love each other. And it's. Like, get married already. Yeah. I did laugh at the section where, I think it's after Darcy and her dance, where Mr. Collins is like, oh my gosh, that's Darcy, who is the (laughs) nephew of, you know, Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Like, I have to go say hi. And she's like, I don't think it's a good idea for you just to go say hi. And basically he has this whole thing like, I think I would know what's better what's like the most cordial thing to do in a situation like this than a young lady would and then he goes yes. and makes a fool of himself yeah i was just about to say i i swear all collins everything's about is lady Catherine de Bourgh, and yes. i wrote down one quote by him <laughs> i was like okay he says forgive me leave to observe 
that I consider the clerical offices as equal in point of <laughs> dignity with the highest rank in the kingdom, provided that a proper humility of behavior is at the same time maintained. And I was like, I bet you do, Mr. Collins. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just about to read, uh, my, my book has a note on that section, and it says, this supposed special exception for the clergy had no basis in current customs. <laughs> Basically, it's like this whole long paragraph about like uh that basically mr collins is here following a practice he displays elsewhere that of proclaiming whatever principles of conduct happen to suit his desires in this case (laughs) his ambition to make himself known to a rich and powerful man (laughs) yes (laughs) but him introducing himself to darcy would be really presumptuous (laughs) and definitely stands in direct contrast to his normal professions of extreme humility (laughs) professions being the operative word in that sentence (laughs) (laughs) let's see what else did this is i wrote so many notes for this chapter i know elizabeth is ready to like caroline if it means jane can be happy forever (laughs) (laughs) a big sacrifice on her part exactly (laughs) well i guess i kind of already said when mary plays elizabeth is so embarrassed by her family but Mm -hmm. you would think she wouldn't be uh, if she didn't like darcy so much yeah, and she'd probably be I like, feel like her embarrassment over Mary actually makes things worse because everyone would mm-hmm. just be like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I think her embarrassment and then her father, the way he handled it was so, so almost like... But he only in- did that because he was trying to please Elizabeth, who was like mm-hmm. shooting him eyes and like, do something. And he was like, okay. Right. <laughs> it was just a little inconsiderate of Mary's feelings. It felt like... They were trying to, um, it, it, like, they almost like they publicly shamed her. Instead of just being like, all right, that's enough, like, just directly to her. You have to make this whole grand declaration <laughs> of it being enough. And, yeah, I know, it just felt so, I feel bad for Mary. That scene always makes me sad. Yeah. I feel, I could, I don't know, I'd have to reread it more closely. But I mm-hmm. kind of feel like it was like, I mean, nobody really was they were just like maybe someone should sing and she's like i'm singing (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) but it wasn't her playing that was the problem i think it was just she doesn't have the best voice and it makes me think whenever everybody's like oh elizabeth play for us i think it's her singing that they really like because oh yeah got you know she's more of a performer i think yeah well and (laughs) there was a section of my book that basically was breaking it down like you know like the whole purpose of playing for like people like playing and singing is like you're playing a very simple like melody on the piano and it's more about the singing and kind of like everyone knowing the song and being able to kind of like oh, i know the song rather than like what mary does a lot of time which is like she chooses like more uh, instrumental pieces which are more <laughs> complex and like show off her talents but uh, people right. are like we don't know that song we don't want to hear that song right <laughs> Which I'd rather hear the instrumental, personally. <laughs> I want to be impressed. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then we do see that she was Mr. Collins, who continued most perversingly by her <laughs> side. And though he could not prevail on her to dance with him again, put it out of her power to dance with others. So, again, yep. showing um, our favorite new fact. And <laughs> they all... Once it's over, the the Bennets are the last to leave by like half an hour. And <laughs> yes. Bingley and Jane are just talking to each other the whole time. And I don't even know if Darcy's even around for this part. But the um, mm-hmm. Bingley sisters are so like, 
we're tired and we don't want to talk to you that everybody's just sitting there like but mrs yeah. bennett had done something to like make their carriage be the furthest away or something like oh that. yeah so she could so bingley and jane could have more time together and yes. sort of well, they were the... it works they do have more time together exactly and <laughs> You know, since they're the last people there, everyone has seen them the whole time together. So it's kind of like establishing the rumor mill and being like, <laughs> well, we need to kind of have some outside sort of, um, what's the word? Um, suggestion and, oh my God, what's the word? I don't know. Just um, like make them feel like, oh, everyone's talking about how we like each other so much. So, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> that kind of thing. So that becomes fact eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you have anything else from chapter 18? Oh, the only thing I have left is uh, my book on the next page from when Mr. Collins is introducing himself to Darcy. Uh, also has a note that was like, actually, Elizabeth, considering that she, A, was far more intelligent herself and grew up in a more superior social and economic circumstance, would actually have known better what to do but because mr collins is so full of himself i mean probably technically she should have introduced mr collins to him and been like, yeah but she's like hey, I'm this not doing that. guy who was you know kind of wants to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> but she's like i don't want to talk to that evil man <laughs> I know. okay so chapter 19 i barely wrote any notes i think there's just something about this chapter that i'm like okay I just don't have any observations on it. <laughs> Mr. Collins proposes to Lizzie. She refuses, and he can't bring himself to believe he would be rejected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Collins is just so tedious, and Elizabeth starts off by being amused by him, but ends up wanting her father to refuse him because then he can't accuse at least he can't accuse him of being a nonsensical woman <laughs> she's like right i tried everything i could just believe me i absolutely have zero desire to be your wife <laughs> <laughs> it's like she almost is like i hate to do this but i have to be rude to you i do not ever <laughs> want to be with you, <laughs> you ever. <laughs> ever i would be miserable <laughs> I mean, I think it's a funny chapter, but there's just something about the way Collins takes up space in like just page wise. It's like I just like end up being done and being like, okay, well, I didn't really. I, I just want him to stop talking. I like I don't yes. really have a lot of funny <laughs> quips from him talking. I'm just like, just shut no. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was just, you know, I'm. I feel like in the sh- the movie and the tv show like mr collins is like definitely like a part of the story but in the book i'm like oh my god he's been here forever go home <laughs> i know because every time he opens his mouth he it's like three pages of just him talking <laughs> it's the most flowery language which you know jane jane austen is sort of signaling to us like this is all bullshit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy it's very. We get annoying. through the entire like first three chapters in like five pages, and Mr. Collins takes up almost the same amount of space with just like his proposal. <laughs> exactly. Instead of it being just no, okay, it's no. <laughs> well, this is why you're wrong about saying no. This is why you actually didn't say no. Oh yeah, I did write down a note that apparently the idea that a woman should be modest and like shy away from a proposal even one that she welcomed was like kind of a standard viewpoint at the time because it was considered a prime feminine virtue. 
and apparently there were a lot of like you know like the female conduct books like that he read aloud to them earlier for whatever reason <laughs> uh-huh encouraged women not to be too forward with men although they weren't That's insane yeah which i think it definitely like speaks to why jane is the way she is with bingley when bingley kind of yeah. goes away <laughs> <laughs> but the book makes a no a point to say that these books did not generally promote the deceptive modesty that Mr. Collins will attribute to Elizabeth. So he is like <laughs> taking this like one aspect of it and is like, I've got to stretch it as far as I can to make it make sense to my little brain. Yeah. Which is so funny because even though, you know, Charlotte says it like Jane needs to really tell him how she feels. And, but mm-hmm. like, how could anyone not, everyone sees it. And it's not just because, mrs bennett is saying it they literally spend the entire ball <laughs> talking to each other until the last second even after everyone's like we're tired we're ready for you to leave and they're just still sitting there like blah blah blah, blah, blah. i we're love this about time. you <laughs> <laughs> which is why it makes no sense you know in the next couple chapters when they oh i want to just beat being late okay yeah <laughs> we haven't well, got there yet <laughs> yeah he's spineless and which is like you know his big flaw is that he just is sort of not present. Like he he's so easily led. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's sway... just tell him something, and he's like, "Okay, I guess I believe you." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he believes everyone at first value, kind of like Jane does, but it's to an extent where he is like, sort of not present in anything, and it's like you got to yeah. show up, show up for yourself, <laughs> <laughs> show up for he's things like you AD. care about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> reading these books is like finding out that some of these characters are either on the spectrum or they have an undiagnosed <laughs> mental illness <laughs> okay you, you do chapter 20 unless you got more on chapter 19 uh no that's all i got let's see chapter 20 i wrote lizzie declines mr collins which causes mrs bennett's brain to shortwire <laughs> this is only exacerbated by Mr. Bennett's support of Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this all happens so quickly, too. It does. Mrs. Bennett is pretty much the one who kind of makes Mr. Collins realize that Elizabeth isn't for him because mm-hmm. she calls her a headstrong, foolish girl. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't like her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> headstrong and foolish. Lady Catherine de Bourgh would never like those qualities. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She, <laughs> it's like she is like the own like arbiter of her undoing of all of her own plans like she is like her own worst enemy especially yeah, where she's like well like just just wait here i'm gonna go have mr bennett make her do it force yeah. her which you know <laughs> i might have it written down somewhere but it basically is like that's not possible it's actually illegal oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's nice to hear that it was illegal, but I doubt it was practi- practically illegal. Yeah, I think it was like one of those things where it was technically illegal, but, you know, yeah. pressure from the family can definitely be used. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole like appeal to Mr. Bennett happened so quickly. I thought that, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, in my brain and adaptations, perhaps, I don't know, but just mm-hmm. in my brain, it takes a lot longer to get to that point. Mm hmm. But I did write down some funny Mr. Bennett quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. 
I think this is, he's saying this to Mrs. Bennett. Or, I have no pleasure in talking to children. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is a Mrs. Bennett, actually. She she goes through her whole thing about <laughs> ungrateful children. And then she's like talking about her complaints. And she said, those who do not complain are never pitied. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> now that's a self-aware moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She wants to be pitied. <laughs> yeah, and then she talked on, therefore, without interruption from any of them till they were joined by Mr. Collins. And I was like, okay. <laughs> now Mrs. Bennett is, I guess I wrote Mr. I meant Mrs. Bennett is funny. Yeah. And then the whole last paragraph of the chapter is just Mr. Collins, again, unable to stop talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's, it's funny it's how... Like, oh, ahead. sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like, he's not a bad person, but he's like truly terrible in his annoyingness it's just he's yes. so annoying <laughs> <laughs> it's like overwhelmingly annoying like it's like consuming everything around them yeah <laughs> but it's like it they she does a good job of making it feel like he's been there we've been reading this for a week i feel like we've been with mr collins for a week it's like shut up just i know he's like one of those quiet. people who make time slow down so like he's with them for a week or whatever and it probably felt like a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like there's plenty of times where it's like Jane Austen is explaining like how long he's been there, almost to reinforce like I know what he said he was staying for a week, and it hasn't <laughs> quite been a week yet, even though it's felt like three weeks. So just hold on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I wrote down he had this like quote about I think it was about Lizzie and how he she has uh, like a bashful modesty. And my book wrote, <laughs> <laughs> Bashful Modesty, a description indicating Mr. Collins's obtuseness regarding other people, for it is hard to imagine any perceptive observer describing Elizabeth as bashful. Poor <laughs> <laughs> <Or> modest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh, and then my book explained, I remember I had that question, I think it was last week, about how Mrs. Bennett calls Mr. Bennett Mr. Bennett, but like... He doesn't call her that, whatever, whatever. So uh-huh. he basically, this chapter, he calls her Mrs. Bennett for like the first time because usually he calls her my dear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And basically, sort of, it kind of says that maybe it's because he has a more superior position and that she respects him for that, but also might speak to his like condescendingness towards her because saying my dear like by itself Jane Austen obviously often uses it in her novels when older people are speaking to younger people and that they really never call each other by their first names. They just, you know, do the things that they do, but it it probably speaks to their lack of intimacy with each other. I don't feel that. I don't feel that when he calls her Mrs. Bennett because Mm -hmm. she calls him Mr. Bennett a lot and I don't get the same impression. I don't know. I feel like yeah. the book might be speculating, but I don't know that their speculation feel correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting, and I was like, I kind of get the like. I guess I would call it condensation because he's very con. I feel like he can be very condescending to Mrs. Bennet in some aspects, but especially to the other like. <laughs> I feel like to everyone but Lizzie because they're not as smart as Lizzie. But I feel like it's more like I always felt like Mr. Bennet was like a pet name that she would use for him. And I do yeah. feel, and maybe it's just the way that they're portrayed in the adaptations, but I feel like there is some sort of intimacy between them. And 
like love and I mean, it's on display. They had five kids. There's got to be some <laughs> right. intimacy between them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like calling her Mrs. Bennett is just as a like pet name ish, you know. Yeah. I just feel like people weren't as, they just didn't use people's first names as much, you know? No. Yeah. Especially if they were like on, well, like quote unquote equal footing. Like for Unless children, they would do their, it. But... Yeah. Children. But yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah. Was there anything else from chapter 20? Uh, nope. That was my last one. Okay. Chapter 21. Collins is around. <laughs> Wickham shows back <laughs> up. But most importantly, Jane gets a terrible letter from Caroline. No. Elizabeth refuses to believe it and lifts Jane's spirits by assuring her. It's uh, her favorite <sighs> thing to thing do. Ever... <laughs> I know. The first thing I wrote was this chapter kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. I just feel so bad for Jane because it's truly, this is like, it really, this chapter especially, and the next one speak to Bigley's, like, his faults, like, really loudly. Yes. Because it's like, dude, you let her on so strongly. Like, it wasn't like you were just being nice to her. <laughs> like, you guys spent every millisecond at that ball together. Yeah. <laughs> and all this other time together and it's like you can't just up and leave and be like well i guess my sister will just write a note like you need to address it yourself yeah of course we start off with collins hanging around though he's not wanted and elizabeth is like (laughs) she had hoped that his resentment might shorten his visit but his plan did not appear in the least affected by it (laughs) nope he is uh, (laughs) he said he was leaving saturday and he's not leaving until saturday exactly (laughs) Oh, and then there's some Wickham talk. He, because he's like, I found that I, when the time grew near, I should not meet Mister Darcy. And she, Elizabeth, highly approved his forbearance. Mm. And I was like, if she knew the truth, she would not highly approve his forbearance. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, the m- previous chapters, she was like, Why isn't he here? He should be here. And blah blah blah. And now she's like, Well, it's a good thing you didn't come. You're right. And girl you're being you know manipulated so easily yeah just because you don't like someone <laughs> or de- well, think you don't like, like she someone. liked wickham more because he didn't get along with darcy like of course it made him more but now that like the whole thing has happened i almost feel like wickham is not as attractive to her anymore yeah well i think he kind of figures out like my manipulation can't go much farther than Darcy and her, like, because she's too smart, basically. And so as long as I'm feeding into her viewpoints on something, then yes, it'll work. But it's not going to go very far because she's so smart. Right. Okay. (sighs) Jane reads the letter. I even wrote a frowny face in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth sees her sister's countenance change as she reads it. And she puts the letter, you know, she like, she puts the letter away and she tries to join with her usual cheerfulness into the general conversation. But Elizabeth felt an anxiety on the subject, which drew off her attention, even from Wickham. (laughs) So she could tell that something was really bothering Jane. 
Even though oh, Jade yeah. was like, I'm going to put on a brave face and just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, is a very Eleanor quality from Sense of Sensibility. I must stuff that's every true. emotion that's true. down as far as it can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where Eleanor did not try to see the best in everyone. <laughs> no, Eleanor is definitely a She was combo. like Elizabeth with the repression of Jane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, lo- uh, I love the fact that Elizabeth is like, my number one priority is Jane. I don't care about anyone else. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else can choke. Yeah, I think even during, I think it was during this chapter when I was listening to it today, I was like, or maybe it was the next chapter. I don't know. One of these next chapters, mm-hmm. you know, Jane is taking it so stoically. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would be all Marianne up in this else i'd be (laughs) weeping everywhere (laughs) yeah i would not be able to contain myself i am very emotional when it comes to that sort of thing (laughs) i'm such a well i i would say i'm probably like a mix of jane and elizabeth where the jane part of me would be like well i'm not gonna feel sad about it but elizabeth part would be like i'm so angry at everyone i'm gonna think (laughs) the worst of everyone now (laughs) yeah i did write down some Caroline quotes because I just wrote Caroline is a bitch. Sure, Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) She is though. (laughs) She's so rude and this letter because Jane gives it to Elizabeth to read and Mm. she says, "I do not pretend to regret anything. I shall leave in Hertfordshire. 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 (laughs) Except (laughs) your society." (laughs) And then uh, she hopes for a very frequent and unreserved correspondence. And I'm just like. You're so fake. I hate you. I know. Gosh. Like, I, I'm ex- I, I hope we can stay in touch. And then the minute Jane writes back, she's like, uh, I can't seem to find your letter. <laughs> I can't seem to find yeah. the time to respond. Oh, you know, and the care. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The I'm Georgiana stuff is really her. the worst in her letter where she's all. Oh, my God. I didn't even. <laughs> it's like an entire paragraph that I have. Oh, yeah. Where she's like. Put. Go ahead. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think I could say the whole quote because it's oh. so long. But like, <laughs> It is really long. But sorry. She's like, I never mentioned my feelings on this. Su- I don't know if I ever mentioned my feelings on this subject, but um, but I have to confide them into you, for you now. And <laughs> talks about how her brother admires Georgiana. Mm. And, you know, I yeah charles is most capable of engaging any woman's hearts and with all these circumstances to favor an attachment and nothing to prevent it am i wrong (laughs) (laughs) my dearest jane and indulging the hope of an event that will secure the happiness of so many i hate her (laughs) yeah well i feel like that nobody's even mentioned georgiana before now except for wickham (laughs) exactly and i feel like her saying the secure the happiness of so many is like yeah, she's telling you right there that she's looking out for herself because if exactly. Bingley and Georgiana get together, then there's more chance for her and Darcy to get together. Exactly. And if nothing else, then he's got some, uh, you know, money coming from exactly Georgiana, who is 15. <laughs> yeah it's very just like uh, gross i mean Bingley is younger <laughs> than i think of him as being if he's only 21 but still it just makes me uncomfortable because that feels yeah. like so young 
Like, I feel like well, the Grown portray- men should not be attracted to 15-year-olds. <laughs> I agree. You should not be attracted to anyone who has I don't teen. think anyone should be attracted to 15-year-olds, <laughs> except for maybe, like, 14-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're an adult, you should not have someone you're interested in have the word teen in their age. It makes me <laughs> grossed out and uncomfortable, even if it's 19. Because... I feel like 15 year olds still look like children mm-hmm. and they're at their like most bitchy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and I feel like looking back at the movie, I think it was the, the movie, the 2005 movie where Georgiana was like so much younger than she was in the miniseries. I was like, oh, uh-huh. that's probably how 15 year olds then looked like <laughs> she looked like a child because she was a child. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, gross. <sighs> okay, let's see. I wrote down one more thing. Oh, Elizabeth sizes up the situation very quickly, as mm-hmm. she's wont to do. But we, she's definitely putting an optimistic spin on things that we find out later is not really justified. Mm-hmm. But she just hates more than anything to see her sister sad. And it's, yeah. you know, this is exactly the kind of behavior that Darcy called Bingley out on earlier when they mm-hmm. were all at the house. And yeah. Elizabeth thought that it was a credit to Bingley. And now it's like, no, it's not. He has no backbone. He <laughs> really, really likes this woman. He just moved to this neighborhood on an impulse. And because his friends were like, uh, we should get you away from this situation. Right. She doesn't really like you or whatever ends up. Right. Being you guys are really reason. good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on that. Her family is beneath you, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's. The fact that Lizzie is like being so optimistic about it when there's nothing to kind of support that optimism. It's like, that's another one of her like flaws where she's like, she's willing to kind of subdue reality and people's like situations in order to make them and herself feel better. Right. When it's probably better just to kind of face the music in certain circumstances, like especially this next chapter with Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where are we? We're on chapter 22. Yes. I just wrote that this is a very funny chapter. I marked Mm -hmm. several funny quotes. It is a good chapter. I I feel like the more I read Charlotte in this book, the more I'm like, I really like Charlotte a lot. Yeah, I do like her a lot. I feel like this is maybe like some of her not best stuff just because like Mm -hmm. Collins is ridiculous and she, but you know, she... She knows what she's doing. She knows. Yeah. She's clear as to why she's doing it. And exactly. I did. Okay. Let's see. I'm not going to read all the quotes, but oh, I'll wait. say. <laughs> I got to read my line. <laughs> I almost forgot to read my line about this chapter. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> no, I forgot. I completely. I was like, let's get into it. Um, all right. So for chapter 22, I wrote, Charlotte attempts a Hail Mary of a play at securing her life and future happiness <laughs> and succeeds in record time. Lizzie is disgusted. <laughs> that's a great that's a great one i did write down it's funny that she she writes sorry i just i marked so much that i'm like no i don't need to see all this (laughs) but um she does instantly set out to meet him accidentally in the lane (laughs) (laughs) yes well she's you know she can't just go out and hang out with him she's gotta be very strategic which you know it's not her fault yeah, it does. It, I would say as much as I love her, this there is some stuff that makes me a little bit sad for her. It's just like, oh, for you sure. Know, 
that she accepted him solely from the pure and disinterested desire of an establishment, cared not how soon that establishment <laughs> were gained. <laughs> She's like, all I want is a marriage. I don't care if it's today. I don't care if it's five years from now. And now that, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, I, I think my book, the annotations kind of, in a way, almost paint her out to be very conniving, almost, which I don't really like because, you know, it's not her fault that society set up the rules in the way they did. And she's, you know, she's 27. She's nearing the quote-unquote age range where she's, you know, basically going to have no prospects of marriage. So she's kind of having to do what she's got to do to make sure that she's not going to be destitute and... Yeah, I mean, you know. she probably knows her family situation more than anyone. And exactly. we've already learned that her father was like, I, well, now that I'm a sir, I got to retire and not make any money. And she's <laughs> probably like, well, <laughs> she probably knows that that was not great for their family fortune. But yeah, well, and also it's like, not only do you kind of like have what you have left after that, but, you know, if she becomes... Uh, like a single older woman who doesn't have anyone to take care of her. Like it relies on her brothers after her dad passes away. And right. so now it's like, okay, well all the brothers have to chip in now to take care and of she's her. She's keeping her sisters from being able to come, come out and exactly look that for too. people on their own. And you yeah. know, I'm sure she didn't start off being like, well, I just want to marry whatever doofus will have me. She probably had yep. hopes, but like, you know, yeah, I'm sure what she probably you came know, out when she was like 16. Not that many great fish in the sea. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> probably, especially back then where it was like, you know, you know, it's not like you're meeting new people all the time. You're kind of stuck in your society and mm -hmm. dealing with the people around you. And, you know, after 10 plus years of probably doing that, she probably was like, I am so sick of people. I just want someone <laughs> who is going to make me financially stable. I have food on the table and probably... The most, like won't be disgusting and bother me all the time about having sex with them. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's gonna be talking all the time. I can just deal with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is respectable. Yeah, it's a good. She's not match disgracing for her. anyone. She will be well taken care of, and you know. Yeah, if the worst that she has to endure her whole life is that she's gonna be annoyed by him talking so much, I think that's probably a good outcome considering how other people in this book end up when they uh yeah. <laughs> when they find uh partners maybe when they're yeah. not supposed to <laughs> Lydia. yeah um, <laughs> exactly what i'm talking about oh i will say that her family mm -hmm. proves that they're not quite as nice as mm -hmm. we might have assumed they were earlier in the book because like when this happens lady <laughs> lucas began directly to calculate with more interest than the matter had ever excited before how many years longer mr bennett was likely to live <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like okay so she's kind of a bitch but <laughs> yeah, and sir william is like the same exact thing like oh we can't wait until you can move in next door <laughs> right well you know and to be fair you know if the table was flipped mrs bennett would be doing the same thing so well that is definitely true for sure <laughs> so yeah but the, it was <laughs> it was so like i was like oh my god i guess people were a lot more forward back then than they were now just <laughs> to be like well can't wait till you die <laughs> well i mean we get to see inside their their home they probably exactly. weren't saying that to their faces <laughs> probably. even though she was showing up a lot to say well, to Mrs. You know, bennett. yeah, yeah uh, like and i'm sure especially after finding out that you know, it was probably supposed to be Lizzie, but Lizzie said no. She's like, well, guess 
And now my family gets that house. Yeah. She gets to sit there and listen to Mrs. Bennett constantly being like, well, when Bingley and Jane get married. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like, no, I got one on her. Exactly. But we haven't quite gotten to that even. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was. Okay. Charlotte herself was tolerably composed. She had gained her point and had time to consider of it. Was neither sensible. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Her reflections were in general satisfactory. Mr. Collins, to be sure, was neither sensible nor agreeable. His society was irksome, <laughs> and his attachment to her must be imaginary. But still, he would be her husband. <laughs> <laughs> She's so realistic. I mean, yeah, you can't really can't... feel sorry for someone who knows exactly what they're getting into. And she's like, exactly. yeah, he's he's annoying. I don't like him, <laughs> but he's my husband. <laughs> yeah, well, and also it's like, you know, she's done this probably a bunch of times and it's probably worked out horribly, like where she's probably had either her heart broken or she had yeah. this vision for how things were going to go and it came crashing down. So if she's content with at least being in a stable situation with someone who's probably going to think well of her, you know, it's not like uh-huh. he is like also thinking he's settling like he he seems to really like her a lot. Probably uh-huh. more so in how she benefits him, but in <laughs> Lady right. DeBerg's eyes. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she's going to be fine. She's going to be happy. And she's going to have a life that is probably more than what she expected. Yeah. But it so. is kind of, it makes, yeah. <laughs> makes my heart a little sad when she's like. Oh, for sure. The only person whose opinion she really cares about at all is mm-hmm. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, Not that she would change her mind, but just like who's the least agreeable circumstance in the business was the surprise and must occasion to Elizabeth Bennett, whose friendship she valued beyond that of any other person. I know that was like, <laughs> that was tough to read after Elizabeth was like, what him? Are you crazy? <laughs> and I like how she immediately shot back was like, what you think that you, <laughs> just because you turn him down that no one else is going to want him and that he's not going to want anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lizzie. Wait, what? Are, what is this? <laughs> I wrote down a quote. Hold on. Oh, Mr. Bennett is talking to Mr. Collins. And he says, you cannot be too much upon your guard. Risk anything rather than her displeasure. And if you find it likely to be raised by your coming to us again, which I should think exceedingly probable, stay quietly at home (laughs) and be satisfied that we shall take no offense. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about seeing us again. Don't worry about seeing us ever again. Don't we will not be yeah. offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, there is a little bit about Mary possibly mm-hmm. being prevailed upon to accept him, and it's just so funny because she's like, she rated his abilities much hi- higher than. Oh no 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 hold on. Oh no I don't know this is part I like. Though by no means so clever as herself, she thought that if encouraged to read and improve himself by such an example as hers, he might become a very agreeable companion. <laughs> so even Mary's like, he's a dummy, but I could make him better. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still to this day, I'm like, I like that matchup. I feel like they are a good match for each other. Well, it's the closest way of thinking of him as like Charlotte thinks of him, mm-hmm. of anyone of the girls. Like she's got the most like least romantic feelings about it definitely okay hold on i still have a couple more things that i wrote down (laughs) it's okay oh no one more thing 
Oh, just the strangeness of Mr. Collins making <laughs> two offers of marriage within three days was nothing in comparison of his now being accepted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, him, uh, him and the word strange belong together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Chapter 23. Okay, I wrote all this. Vacillating between outrage and cringy humor over the engagement and true despair over Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, a tale of two feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole Collins marriage thing is actually a good distraction so that neither we or the Bidets are dwelling on the fact that Bingley has mysteriously left mm. and nobody knows why exactly. Mr. Collins is very polite to them to their faces at least <laughs> see yes <laughs> oh no miss or maybe it's mr william uh sir william's good breeding there <laughs> oh oh because nobody believes him <laughs> and he's like just very polite about the whole thing <laughs> yeah well and also my book is like basically saying like the letter he writes is just sort of encapsulates his character very well because he's like going overboard thanking them for like hosting him but then directly tells them like i'm only going to be visiting you because i'm going to be seeing her which is not the <laughs> nicest thing to say to your host <laughs> yeah. basically caroline or not caroline um charlotte told elizabeth first and then now the rest of the family is finding out yeah there's some cringiness with lady lucas mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss uh, Mrs. Bennett is like many months were gone before she could at all forgive her their daughter. <laughs> so ridiculous, Charlotte. She's like, I can never forgive that woman. <laughs> so ridiculous. She's not handling it at all well. <laughs> no, and I love the at the end of the chapter where um, after they do mention Mr. Bennett possibly dying early, and Mrs. <laughs> Bennett is like, oh, we're gonna be turned out of our house. We're gonna be homeless. And he says, my dear, do not give away to such gloomy thoughts. Let us hope for better things. Let us flatter ourselves that I may be the survivor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's hope that you're not <laughs> sad because you die first. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she's complaining bitterly to her husband. Yes, she will not stop complaining. She can't help herself. Yeah, but she's honestly not far off because she's like, they're thinking of when they can turn us out when you're dead. And yeah. it's like, they, they were. They definitely were. <laughs> they definitely were. Not that you wouldn't do the exact same thing, but... <laughs> I was about to say, um, why do you think that? Because <laughs> you would yeah, do she the, knows. the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Okay, last chapter. Yes. This one's you. Yes. I wrote, Jane enters her depression era while Lizzie continues her suspicious era. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, me too, Elizabeth, because it says her heart was divided between concern for her sister and resentment against all others. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like that is such a, I don't know, we've never sorted Lizzie before, right? No, I don't think so. But I feel like I, it's such, I relate to that so well, just because I'm like, if you hurt the people that are closest to me, everyone yeah. else is garbage. You're dead yeah. to me. <laughs> Don't exist. <laughs> yeah. She's like, as much as she had always been disposed to like him, she could not think without anger, hardly without contempt on that easiness of temper, that want of proper resolution, which now made him the slave of his designing friends and led him to sacrifice <sighs> his own happiness to the caprice of their inclinations. Uh. 
I'm just and so it, mad yeah. at him. Because <laughs> it's and like, especially because Jane is so pure-hearted and like angelic, so we're all sort of like Lizzie in the situation where we're reading about Jane being depressed and like heartbroken, and we're like, if we ever see Bingley, we're gonna, <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> we're gonna beat him up. I feel so bad for Jane. She's like, it takes her two days to even tell her feelings to mm-hmm. Elizabeth because she's just like, she can't bring herself to I tell know. her. Uh, it just breaks my heart. I love Jane. Yeah. She and Elizabeth, she's just so like, she's, she's, she's justified in her yeah. jadedness. But I do kind of feel like she's like slightly growing up in this chapter. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, I feel like this is a situation where maybe it's the first time that where Jane's been upset by something or is feeling away about something and Lizzie can't fix it. And she can't, I feel like also Lizzie doesn't have the tools to make Jane feel better. Um, because I think realistically the way you make someone like that feel better is to sort of like echo their own thoughts back to them about people and be like, well, there's gotta be a reason. (laughs) And like, blah, blah, blah. Instead of Lizzie being like, you know, they're all out to get you they're all horrible people and (laughs) it's like you know obviously that's not how jay thinks of them so it's probably better to be like you know there's got to be a reason and try and console her that way and lizzie's just not built like that yeah she's like you know jane wants everyone to be uh, uh, respectable she says and you're hurt if i speak ill of anyone but i only want to think you're perfect (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. and you set yourself against it <laughs> this she this she also this is where she says the more i see of the world the more i am dissatisfied with it and mm. every day confirms my beliefs of the inconstancy of human characters and of the little dependence that can be placed on the appearance of merit or sense Oof. so <laughs> been there <laughs> maybe that's why she stops thinking of wickham so fondly <laughs> yeah I feel like this is probably the part where she's like, well, maybe I was wrong about something. (laughs) She also says, you shall not for the sake of one individual change the meaning of principle and integrity. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many truth bombs in this chapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jane Austen knew what she was doing. (laughs) Yeah, that was about Charlotte and Jane. This is all like Jane and her talking, but that was Mm -hmm. about Charlotte. And then, yeah, then Jane tries to defend him with a not great defense. And she knows that there's probably not a good reason. (laughs) But, you know, I, I do have some admiration for people like Jane who are like, try to see the good in people and try and have that half um glass half full mentality because i'm like yeah i <laughs> i've not been able to bring myself to that point <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you know well, I, mean, I admire elizabeth it. is pretty honest with her in this yeah. chapter there's another truth truth bomb where she's like i'm far from attributing any part of mr bingley's conduct to design said elizabeth but without scheming to do wrong or to make others unhappy there may be error and there may be misery thoughtlessness want of attention to other people's feelings and want of resolution will do the business mm. i'm just like well you certainly summed him up <laughs> exactly <laughs> <To a tea. laughs> like we said she's good at reading mostly people mostly everyone <laughs> and then ugh, poor jane she's just got the purest heart on earth she's mm-hmm. like i'm not ashamed of having been mistaken or at least 
It is light. It is nothing in comparison of what I should feel in thinking ill of him or his sisters. Let me take it in the best light, in the light in which it may be understood. (laughs) Kane. She's like, sweet little thing. (laughs) She's like, let me just be thinking of them well because it makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Jane. Well, at least we know. (laughs) Looking forward, (laughs) that's all I'll say. And Mr. Wickham comes in and helps everybody think poorly of Mr. Darcy. And I'm like, Uh, even though it's Bite Wickham's design at this point, I'm okay with everyone thinking the worst of Darcy. Well, yeah. And everybody was pleased to know how much they had always disliked Mr. Darcy before they had known anything of the matter. (laughs) I mean, what's better than hearing that someone is terrible that you already think is terrible? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Especially when they behave in a terrible manner. Exactly. (sighs) What a good. Did you have anything else that chapter? No, that was all I got. Was (sighs) I had so many quotes with this um, new method of just marking in my book. (laughs) (laughs) I did think about that. I started doing that too, because I was like, especially with these set of chapters, there's just so much funny shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that, that was a good set. I feel like it it wasn't like, I mean, there was, there was a lot of funniness to it, but it was also a lot of like, wow, this is the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like more reality sets in and people oh, yeah. are definitely not behaving in their best behavior no but you know people are messy <laughs> and it's not always it's not always going to be jane's point of view <laughs> yeah unfortunately her point of view gets crushed in the swirl exactly <laughs> a little too violently uh poor thing hmm. but yeah unfortunately we've also run out of time <laughs> yes but what a good set of chapters i had a lot of fun yes i think we're gonna definitely have to do like in december or maybe at the end of october or i don't know like some i think december we'll probably have to do a lot of like sum ups about this and Firewalk with me like maybe yeah. talk to some people because a lot of people have been reaching out like oh i want to talk to you about this and mm-hmm. i don't really have a lot of we're not gonna have a lot of time to like have guests on the podcast until later mm-hmm yeah so I maybe think we should wait idea. till december till everything comes out and then we can talk to all of our favorites about absolutely everything absolutely we gotta get Kristen's. uh we gotta get Kristen. <laughs> exactly so yeah that's a great idea i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah all right well we will okay wait i gotta look up what chapters so, are next 25 through oh no that's not it wait where's 25 through 33 and that will be our last set of chapters before we take a break for october and do firewalk with me so yes very excited we'll have got through half the book Ooh, can't wait i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> i know so we'll be back next week with that and um we'll see you then talk to you then yes we'll talk to you then <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you for listening goodbye Bye. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you could email us at Gmail using mannersmadness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at mannersmadness.com, and it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. 
Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, mannersmadness.com as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Any help is very much appreciated. Very much. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye.